Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Achtung Millwall supports the Lions Food Hub. This is a friendly local food hub. It's based in Bermondsey. It's run by our very own Kelly Webster of the Mill Lionesses, a very well-known Millwall fan. They do need supplies, dear listeners. Before we get into the show today, they have posted they need tinned meat, they need toiletries, they need soup, they need tinned fruit and veg. If you can help in any way, they are on Twitter, at Lions Food Hub. DM them, you can DM me at Actong Millwall, and I'll pass on any help and information that we can. Lions Food Hub, at Lions Food Hub. Thank you for listening. Now back to the show. You're listening to Achtung Millwall, broadcasting from the beautiful South Birmingham. Set no substitute. Well, hello, dear listeners. Welcome to another random fixture from the past. Maybe not so random on this occasion because I've actually acquired or been given a bunch of um, match day programs from the very late 60s in this case, today's case, and through the 70s. And I thought it might be quite nice to look at these uh, various fixtures, perhaps not all of them, some are from the same season, so I might try and pick and choose a few. Um, but I've, uh, basically, I thought it might be interesting just to look at some of these games and some of the old programmes, which are utterly fascinating. So today's fixture that we're going to be looking at, dear listener, is the 12th of April, Saturday, 12th of April, 1969. It's a Football League Division 2 fixture, Mill versus Derby County. Now, the match result finished Mill nil, Derby County 1. It was a... 22nd minute goal, as I see from the back page of my program, which has been filled in by, it looks like a child's handwriting, um, maybe maybe a first game, I don't know, I have no clue as to who owned this program from the past, um, but I do see that the 22nd minute goal scored for Derby, I've done a bit of double checking, so I didn't list the actual goal scorer, but thanks to the Millwall History website, a player called Carlin scored for Derby. This match was played in front of 12,983 at Coldblow Lane. Um, Derby at the time were first in Division 2. The Lions had had a promising season, to be honest. I'm just looking through the results for the 1968-69 season. And we had been in, in fits and starts. We'd had a really good run in the October-November time of 1968. And we're actually topping the table at um, 23rd of November, first in the table. 
We would be third in the uh, league table as late as March. Back in those times, the top two teams only would be promoted. So we were very much promotion contenders as late as March in that season. But an awful run of form, including this loss that we're looking at today against Derby. Um, we'd lose consistently against Crystal Palace 4-2 at uh, Selhurst Park. Fulham lost one draw against Blackburn, Aston Villa Hull, a draw at Bristol, and then two losses to finish against Derby this game, and then finally at Blackpool. Saw us finish actually in 10th position, and typically Millwall fade out at the end of the season, I think it's probably fair to say. Um, the programme notes by manager Benny Fenton actually make a point of thanking uh, fans for their loyalty and referring to the disappointment we're a little disappointed, he says here, Benny, that we're unable to achieve our ambition of getting into the first division. Um, but on the whole, I feel sure that we've been give, we've given you a good deal of pleasure to a good many people over the season. Um, and here's something of past. They, they say in this life that everything changes and yet nothing changes. I can't remember the French version of that. It's a French, some intellectual French writer. Everything changes, yet nothing changes. And to prove that point... Benny Fenton, writing in 1969, says, Most of us have been saying that what the team needed was a good, strong player up front. But in the final analysis, Benny says, I'm convinced that what we really need is our three players of the right calibre to strengthen the side to the extent that we have an outfit capable of knocking on the door of the first division. So, um, lacking a goal scorer. Uh, the Mill team for this this particular fixture, I'll read it from the Mill History website that... Um, I don't know if it conforms with the programme list. It's not been amended by our little correspondent from all those years past. We have Brian King in goal. Um, Brian Brown. Dennis Burnett's looking like he's playing in place of Harry Cripps on this occasion. George Jacks, number four. Barry Kitchener, centre-half, of course. Alan Dorney at number six. Derek Posse, number seven. Uh, Jones is Ken Jones. This is before my time, so forgive me if I don't rattle off some of the players, I don't know. Peterson, I don't know him. Who's Peterson? Frank Peterson. Um, just played three appearances, made three appearances for the Lions in this season. Don't remember, don't know him at all. Um, and then we have Keith Weller and Eamon Dunphy, substitute this day. Harry Cripps was on the bench, just one substitute in those far-off times, dear listener. Um, it would finish as a loss. I do have a couple of press reports for you. This is from the Sunday Mirror, April the 13th, 1969. Headline, Posse has has go. Posse has go, that's the headline. Millwall nil, Derby won. Anticipating promotion just five weeks ago, Millwall fans watched their last home game of the season, vented their frustration on the club officials. Although it wasn't Millwall's day, Derby endured one or two moments of stress before impressively assuming the mantle of champions of the division, scored by Willie Carlin goal, Willie Carlin after 22 minutes, as per uh, correspondent on the on the programme. After cheering Eamon Dunphy, we'll come back to Eamon in a moment, after cheering Eamon Dunphy, one of the most effective middle players, called off in the 59th minute, substituted for Harry Cripps, the stand crowd stood and jeered at the directors and the chairman, that would be Mickey Purser, because he's listed on the list of um, officials on, on the uh, page two here. Um, Weller, very much out of touch, got booked in the 71st minute when he clashed with Alan Hinton. Derek Posse, one-time Spurs clubmate of Derby skipper Dave Mackay, 
made the only two real chances of, of an equaliser in the first half. Both roared just wide as he had a go, hence the headline. Harry Cripps brought on a substitute for Dunphy, worked enthusiastically. Probably the, the best word to sum up Harry, really, enthusiastic. But he lacked the skill of the man he replaced. The crowd rating, I don't know what they've assessed that as. It's 80, I don't know how you assess the crowd, probably for their um, roaring on. Um, so just to come back to Eamon Dunphy, um, a player I do remember seeing very late in his career. I started going in 1972, so this match that we're talking about today, dear listener, predates me by some three years. And as this report says on the in the Monday edition of the Daily Mirror, um, Dunphy was one of those players, like we so often find at the Den, a, an artistic, creative player who probably had good days and bad days and consequently drew the ire of the Millwall crowd, which could be, you know, um, Harry Cripps replacing him there. I mean, Harry Cripps, is, his name is, is uh, legendary at the Den, but some way short of the skill and vision of a player like Eamon Dunphy. And yet, who's the player that's more loved at the Den? It's it's uh, Harry Cripps' name, whose uh, name is memorialised. And, you know, the most skillful players are sometimes less well regarded for reasons that are probably too deep to go into on this podcast. There's a story on the Monday uh, Daily Mirror following this this loss at home to, to Derby. Dunphy finds new friends and enemies. This is by a journalist called Adrian Brown for the Daily Mirror. Eamon Dunphy, so often a target for Millwall's boo boys, was at the centre of another storm on Saturday with the fans firmly on his side. As Millwall went down 1-0 to Derby, the second division champions, manager Benny Fenton substituted defender Harry Cripps for Dunphy midway through the second half. The crowd rose to cheer Dunphy all the way to the dressing room and then hurl abuse plus the odd missile at the director's box. Dunphy said, I felt sick about coming off, but I was upset even before the match. He then told of a row at the Den on Good Friday when Mill were beaten by Aston Villa. Dunphy says, I was assaulted and abused by two men in the supporters club after that match, and I asked that they should be banned, he said. They were there again today, but Mr Fenton said he couldn't do anything about it. If those men are going to be allowed in the club, then obviously I can't go there. I'll go straight home, said Eamon. Uh, Fenton, speaking to the mirror, said Dunphy was a bit upset before the match, but I pulled him off because I felt conditions were unsuitable for him. Willie Carlin headed the winner in the 22nd minute. So, um, <laughs> a very Millwall story, dear listener, isn't it? Um, a player who often drew um, plaudits and and um, and insult in equal measure, Eamon Dunphy, involved in a ruckus in the supporters' club bar on Good Friday after a loss, cheered off the pitch and missiles thrown at the at the director's box when that decision was made. Um, probably all linked, all linked with a real and dramatic loss of form, as I say, to plunge from third in the table in uh, early mid-March to finish 10th is a typically Millwall way to, to close out a season. Um, back to the back to the programme after all of that drama. Um, it's an interesting document. I mean, it, it's it's actually quite a nice looking uh, print, and yet very simple. It's printed in a kind of blue, royal blue font, very similar to. Um, I used to get them at school. They used to print newsletters in this kind of. Uh, I can't remember for the name of for the life of me, dear listener, what they the the uh, machines were called. They weren't photocopiers. This predates photocopiers. They're almost hand cranked. Um, one sheet at a time printers and what are they called gestetners or am I thinking of something else I can if that's what they're called then 
that's what they call it, and not called that, forgive me. Maybe some listener will know what I mean. The smell of the ink was highly addictive to eight-year-olds and seven-year-olds, and I'm sure it gave rise to a lot of glue sniffing later on in the 1970s. But you'd get your school um, newsletters printed on these pull-off, one-sheet pull-off things, and this has a kind of look. The, the photography is um, all in this kind of pale blue font. The manager is listed as BRV Fenton, very formal. Um, and it's it's kind of simple and yet quite beautiful, in my opinion. Um, they as as many pro programs used to do in the seventies, they have the in, the insert of the uh, football league review, which was a, a full color magazine insert printed by the football league, and that would go in the middle of um, football clubs. Uh, all, all clubs used to do this; um, would put it in the middle of their program to give bump up the content a little bit and it, that's these were quite nice inserts these were actually printed in full color magazine style i'm um, just looking at the front cover of the football league review which is two old um characters from the football league headquarters flock wallpaper well god knows who these two are they look like two kind of directors or something and they're making a show of like a um looks like a kind of a jubilee mug of some sort and they're sharing it in front of a, some flock wallpaper that would do um, my family's houses very nicely indeed in the 1970s. So yeah, just flicking through the match day program um, profile of Dave Mackay. I'm going to come back to Dave Mackay because usually on this Millwall podcast we do profiles of Mill players from the past, but I'm going to claim Dave Mackay for this match, dear listeners. And the reason I'm going to claim Dave Mackay never played for Millwall, um, but never came near us in other than to come as an opponent. Um, is because for this one particular match, Derby had forgotten that we were playing in all white this season, so they hadn't brought their away kit. So they had to borrow Millwall's away kit, which was red, Millwall badge on, on the on the chest. And there was a famous um, few pictures actually taken of Dave Mackay wearing the Millwall shirt. So I thought I'm going to claim him as one of ours, as he's one of the great players of all time. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Um, so Dave McKay, I thought we might just focus a little bit on, on him because he is a truly great figure. This was a game where Derby won the championship of the second division um, with Dave McKay as captain. Um, born in Edinburgh in 1934, David Craig Mackay, um, a great player. Began his career with Hart of Midlovian up in Scotland. 135 appearances for Hearts, scoring 25 goals. A midfielder, a barrel-chested man in midfield. Famous, famous image of him lifting Billy Bremner, one of the Leeds so-called hard men, almost clean off the floor by... The, uh, the 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 shirt uh, lifted him up, ready to almost flatten him, and Bremner looking um, terrified in his face. It's a famous image. You will no doubt have seen it many, many times on the internet. Um, 1934 born, November the 14th, passed away in 2015, aged 80. Um, began his career of hearts, as we've said. He then moved on for probably his most successful period in many respects at Tottenham Hotspur, 1959 to 1968. At Spurs, where he would famously win the double in the uh, 1960-61 season. He would then go on to Derby County, um, where he would win the second division championship, of course, and move on to Swindon Town, finish his career, playing career, but there's a management career, actually win the the Football League Championship with Derby in 1974-75 as as a manager. In fact, I might just read out his list of honours because he's, he's not only was he a brilliant player he brought the silverware along as well so Scottish League Division 1 champions with Hearts in 1957-58 Scottish Cup 55-56 Scottish League Cup twice Football League First Division with Spurs in the double season 60-61 three FA Cup winners medals 61 62 67 European Cup winners cup 1963 um, Football League Second Division 1968 to 69 this season. We're just just talking about this game at the Den. Watney Cup. That's you know okay. That's a pre-season Watney Cup. 1970. But then as a manager, he'd win the Football League First Division. 1974-75. Um, he would then go on to win um, later in his career as a manager. He'd work in the in the Middle East. He would win the, the Egyptian Premier League in the early 90s twice, and. Um, Al Arabi, that must be like an an, an Arab uh, uh, Premier League, uh, five titles there and a Kuwait uh, tournament as well. Twenty two uh, caps for his country, so scoring four goals between nineteen fifty seven to sixty five. Dave Mackay, one of the great players of all time, one of the great managers with that that record. That's 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 quite something, and an incredibly brave brave player. When he died, aged eighty. His uh, eulogy was read by Sir Alex Ferguson. His coffin was brought in by his ex-players John Robertson, Gordon Marshall, Pat Jennings and Cliff Jones of Spurs, and Roy McFarland and John McGovern of ex-Derby County. George Best, one of um, Tottenham's fiercest rivals playing for Manchester United in the 60s, described Dave Mackay as the hardest man I've ever played against and certainly the bravest. Because he's wearing a Millwall shirt, dear listeners, I wanted to mention Dave Mackay as one of the great figures of one of the reasons why kids of my age started to love football. George Best was a glamour player, but you can hear the respect and the um, 
you know, the, the, the slight sense of awe because he was barrel-chested, strong man on the ball, and yet an artist with the ball as well. So um, I'm glad of the chance to mention Dave McGuire, not a Millwall player, but he did wear a Millwall shirt this particular day, so that gives me a route, route in, dear listeners, does it not? Anyway, back to our Millwall programme. I'm just flicking through the back pages. Do you ever start a paper, a magazine, football programme? I think it must be the habit of reading football. I always start at the back and work my way through to the front. Um, still do it now. Can't help it. Habit of a lifetime. But anyway, I'm looking at the back page, um, which, which has um, travel details to Blackpool. Um, got a little handwritten result of the game. And the halftime scores with the alphabetic um, boards around the side listed. Beat the clock competition. Get your ticket today. Price is one shilling. Because this program costs one shilling also, dear listeners. It's all in the old pre-decimal. I don't mean it's called imperial money, but sometimes that serves a purpose. There's pounds, shillings and pence. I once won the beat the clock ticket. I mean, the, the, you had to get the ticket and you had to get the precise minute and second of the goal. Uh, so the odds were <laughs> certainly against you. And I remember winning it once in the in the uh, late 70s. I, got, I think I got about 50 quid. I had to go around to that little... Hut, uh, that little um, stared entrance on the back of the Cold Blow Lane stand, queue up and get my get my winnings around there. And I got my name in a program. I was very proud, proud of it. Here's something familiar: when the Den Development Fund, when you buy your program each week, you probably only give this page a casual glance, There's a slight kind of sense of um, passive aggression here, and you then dismiss the contents to concentrate on some other part of the reading material. But it goes full caps. Full caps. This next part is entirely in capital letters. But believe us, this is one of the most important pages in the programme as far as the club is concerned. This is the page where we appeal to you to help us to defray the cost of many improvements that are scheduled to start very shortly at the ground. I don't know what improvements these were, dear listeners. I never saw them. By becoming an agent for the weekly lottery, which is the backbone. We're still in capitals. The backbone of the rebuilding program at the Den, your willingness to help will relieve much of the burden on the club and release money needed to build the team. Fill in the slip on this page and become an agent, even if you can only sell five tickets. There are other ways of helping too, such as Beat the Clock, of which the details follow. That was all in capital letters, so clearly they were shouting at their fans to put more money into the club. I don't know what improvements they were talking about because... Um, <laughs> until they put they installed some seating on a family stand late in the um, in the first division days late 80s um, whether that was an improvement or not I, I think that would be um, a stretch to say that but anyway that's the only thing I can think of that really ever ever happened um, and finally and finally just to close out this particular um, program some great adverts in here treat yourself to Timson's Travel this is a coach company based at Cafe are they still there Timson's Dear listeners, are Timson still there? Don't know. Um, the Elephant and Castle Steakhouse, 97 Newington Butts, London SE1. It is fully licensed. Um, phone number is ROD5921. This was back in the pre-code um, number code days. Nice car park at the back of the restaurant. Open each day, 5.30pm till 12.30am. Get a late drink as well in the Elephant and Castle Steakhouse. I just wanted to run through the the um, the club's shop. There was a um, list of products at the club shop, which I thought you might be interested in. Um, for a pound each, a car badge for the front of your car, for a pound. 
Uh, club tire, 15 shillings. Um, pit mill pen, nine pennies, 9D. Um, a leather fob with a club crest for four pence. And a pennant for your car, four, four shillings, sixpence. Uh, the Lions shop is situated at the Paul's office just inside the main gates of the Coldblow Lane into the ground. Why not call in there today and see our goods? All in capitals. They love the cap. We feel sure you'll be very pleased with this selection. In my experience, anyone that writes a lot in capitals, a bit flaky. But anyway. Um, oh, and there's the, one of my favourite sections of the old programme was the the um, the crowd. Is You're facing the crowd and there's a circle over one particular. I might, I'm going to put a few photos of this out with the, the show when it finally goes out um, because it is fascinating to look at these old images. And just to just to close it, I'm just, my eyes fallen upon um, the Football League review where they're slagging off European football because the Football League was always slightly against European football. Um, saying how it's gone a bit sour. The people are interested in domestic football, not European football. There it is. So thank you for listening, dear listeners. Um, Mill Nil, Derby County 1, dated the 12th of April 1969. Dave Mackay, captain Derby that day to the second division championship. I've claimed him as one of ours as a consequence. Very flimsy. Um... We'll be back after the weekend's uh, home fixtures against Bristol City and then the final fixture of the season next week against Coventry. So until then, hope you enjoyed this little flibbity gibbet episode. Uh, until then, dear listeners, it's Arrivederci Millwall and bye for now. Thank you for listening to Aspen Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcast and leave us a cheeky little review. Arrivederci Millwall. Till next time. Who do you want to watch? Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.